and welcome to Curiously Morbid. I'm Dean Osgood and I'm joined by my co-host Danielle Waldron. This is our Freaky Friday, or Freaky Sunday shall we say, episode. I'm going to put my hands up and say we're sorry this episode was two days late um, because essentially my fault, my file corrupted. So we're having to re-record this on not a Freaky Friday, but a Freaky Sunday. And you happened to join us on a very special occasion. This happens to be the very last episode of Curiously Morbid because Danielle has just told me she wants to start another podcast. <laughs> There's a little bit of tension across the Zoom chat right now. <laughs> <laughs> it is saying? not... It is not the last episode of Curious Mother because this is my baby. I love this podcast. Um, so, no, it's not the last episode. <laughs> no, no, I it's men- not. Please. I mentioned that I may potentially maybe create a monthly teaching podcast, maybe. And I think Dean's a little bit upset about it. But it's okay because it's fine. It's fine. We'll it's fine. And, it. do you know, and do you know what? If Danielle does want to start a monthly teaching podcast, I will say best of luck to her. Good luck. Um, but if you are in the market for a fortnightly <laughs> teaching podcast, there's one called Special Measures, which is available wherever you get your podcasts, hosted by yours, Dean Osgood. <laughs> just on the back of what Dean is saying as well, um, just in case you were wondering on Friday where our podcast was, I did update on our Twitter and Instagram. So if you are ever thinking, oh, why is an episode gone up? Just go and check our socials, please. So follow us on our Instagram and our Twitter at Curiously Morbid Pod on both of them, um, and you'll be able to get updates there. And if you're that way inclined, we're also on Patreon at Curiously Morbid Pod. Uh, where you can join us at the one pound dollar Canadian dollar USD level. Um, we've got loads of exclusives on there. We are uploading tonight as we speak our Boys in the Band review. Yeah, at the moment we've only got like movie reviews on there, but we will be doing like extra content and things like that. Um, as soon as lockdown is over, um, we will be going out and about. We want to do ghost hunts, we want to do ghost tours, we want to do Ouija boards. We had so much planned for spooky season. We really did. And then did. lockdown came again. Yeah, again. Yeah, because we were in lockdown when we planned it and we both thought, yeah, we'll be well out of it by October. And then, and then uh, no, tier three. <laughs> here we are, tier three, all the way <laughs> yeah. from a Wirral. Here so we are. So do, do join the pates for that. Um, you can also find ad-free versions of all of our podcasts on there as well. Yeah, so please go join us over there because it's a good time. It's a party. And you've got a treat of this episode of getting an unedited version because we want to get this out straight hot off the press directly to you. So it's going to be unedited. It is Dean and Danny uncut. Enjoy. Danny, what are we cracking open today? So this Freaky Friday, we are looking at the Enfield poltergeist or the Enfield haunting. Spooky. It is spooky. And obviously we did quite a big Warren case on the werewolf, the South End werewolf, which we both loved. Um, And then now we're kind of just going a little bit across the way, just over to Enfield in the north of London, to go and look at this haunting that happened to this family. And it's still a Warren case, even though technically it's not a Warren case, but it's a Warren UK case. Yeah, they were there. They had a little gander. (laughs) They had a couple of days here. Yeah. A, film. A, a little film was made about it called The Conjuring 2. <laughs> yeah, just a little film. Just a little film. Um, just a, a little whole one. series. 
Um, and I've got thoughts about it, and I'm going to unrile him. Danielle already knows them, because obviously we tried to record this once more, once before. But for your listeners, it'd be the first time. The Enfield Poltergeist was a claim of supernatural activity at 284 Green Street, which was a council house in Enfield, London, between 1977 and 1979. And it involved two sisters who were aged 11 and 13 at the time. And it also attracted members of the Society for the Psychial Research, such as inventor Maurice Gross and writer Guy Lyon Playfair, and they believed the haunting to be genuine. However, there were some other people, such as Anita Gregory and John Beloff from the same society, who were unconvinced, and they thought that they were completely faked um, just for the media. Um, So same sort of committee, same research place, except we had a couple of different opinions um, from these different uh, critics, I guess you would call them. Um, and a lot of people identified this as a hoax as well. But Maurice and Guy, who were the two investigators that spent the most time there, they said that they believed it to be overly genuine. Um, but this story attracted a lot of press coverage from British newspapers. Um, and it, obviously it's been mentioned countless times in TV, in documentaries, um, and obviously it's had that huge horror film that's been made about it, The Conjuring 2, which was which was really successful. Um, I remember going to see and that. And I loved it. I thought it was so scary. Yeah, it was really scary. I remember going to see it and being like, oh my God, we talked about there, The Crooked Man, didn't we? That was terrifying. <sighs> oh, The Crooked Man deserves a horror film of his own. Yeah, he really does. Uh, well, that's what I find with like The Conjuring films. They always have all these like little you know like extra characters in there that like probably could be their own film apart from annabelle who's had like 15 films yeah she's that, well that's the thing it's like all right you've done her once you don't need to keep getting her out well, do you know well that's my thing with it you've got so many good things in here that you should be investigating and making films about why do you keep going back to the fucking doll <laughs> no i think it's just because it's one of those creepy things isn't it like no one likes a doll do they like especially one that looks like that jesus christ yeah but like we could have a crooked man one we could have a um a where a south end werewolf one do you know what i mean there's loads they could go into and delve into yeah yeah i feel like they're kind of starting to do that with the nun now as well because i went to go see that one and i wasn't a huge fan i felt like i didn't was... like the i didn't like the nun and do you know um Lally, Lally, oh, I can't say it. Lally, Lally Rona yeah. is also technically Conjuring Universe because there's yeah. one shot with a priest and Annabelle in it. So it's not Conjuring Universe because it's not Ed Lorraine Warren. And also, how can you have Lala Rona and it not being like set in Mexico? Yeah, I didn't understand that either. It's a bit strange, isn't it? Yeah, it's just madness. I don't, I, I don't get it. I don't. Yeah. So, let's get into the haunting. In August 1977, single parent Peggy Hodgson called the police to her rented home in Enfield. She claimed that she'd witnessed furniture move in and that two of her four children said that there were knocking sounds to be heard on the wall. The children included Margaret, who was 13, Janet, who was 11, and we will be right back to her. Oh, of course we will. (laughs) And some pictures of her levitating, I'm saying with air quotes. Yeah, Janet's a character. She really is. Janet would be me as a child. 
Yeah, Janet's all of us as kids. Uh, there was a... I'm, I, I'm possessed. I'm possessed. I swear. Look, I can do the voice. I'm possessed. That's exactly what happened. Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Poor Sorry, Janet. I will apologise. I am quite hyped up because I've had... It's half term. I've had to relax and I've also had a lot of Pepsi Max. Oh, Dean. It's okay. Forgive you. There was also a police constable and she said that she also saw a chair wobble and slide but couldn't determine the cause of the movement and she actually like went and looked for like the movement. She saw, she tried to see if there was a wire underneath it, you know, like because she thought it was just the kids like playing a trick. Um, so she did her own like sort of little investigation and she and said like she couldn't explain it. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, and she said she couldn't explain it. So... You know, that's like a little bit of evidence, I suppose, to back it up. Um, some later claims that we're going to focus on in a minute include disembodied voices, loud noises, uh, toys being thrown, overturned chairs, and the biggest one, children levitating. Oh! <gasps> really? 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 Children levitating? Children levitating. Um, and this went on for a period of 18 months um, and more than 30 people, including neighbours, psychic researchers, journalists, um, also said that they saw heavy furniture moving around on its own, objects being thrown. And a lot of people also said they saw the child, like a Janet in particular, levitate several feet off the ground, as well as hearing like knocking noises and Janet speaking in that gruff sort of voice. And this was like constantly being reported by the daily mirror in particular all the way like for the whole 18 months constantly and they like really followed this story which i find a bit strange i feel like now if someone was saying that the house was being haunted there's no way it would be in the newspapers for 18 months like i just don't think people would care that much it would be one story in an article it would be an article and pick me up or take a break yeah it really would. The, it, the, it would the be mo- making the a national newspaper. The mum would get newspaper. £250 for submitting her story and that would be the end of it. And do you know what? In a year, they might do a follow-up, but there won't be an extra fee there. No. No. And I'll tell no you way. this, if they had video of, of her levitating, she might be on You've Been Framed. Like I said, the haunting started when um, the girls were in bed one night and all of a sudden they heard lots of knocking on the walls um, and like... Th- their chest of drawers in particular being moved around the girls were making such a ruckus that the mum peggy actually went upstairs to go and and basically tell them to be quiet and go to sleep because she thought they were just messing around um but when she went to go and tell them to stop she realized that actually the girls weren't the ones making the noise and it was you know these entities that were in the house and the ghosts it was the ghosts and this then prompted Peggy to call the police because she said um, this the furniture was being moved and it was just really freaking her out, basically. So she called the police um, to report these ghosts in a house, which I think is hilarious. Because what the hell are the police going to do? They arrest yeah. them. <laughs> You're under arrest? <laughs> <laughs> Naughty ghosts. Well, we know that... The, the police aren't the, the best people for anything, really, are they? <laughs> not not since when we've been... Um, not since we've been sort of doing this. I've kind of realised they're not always the best. I mean, they're there. 
They're there if you really need them. <laughs> but not for I'm ghosts. Like, yeah, not for ghosts, not for paranormal. So after the police had been there, this is when that woman, the police constable, saw obviously uh, the chair moving and she couldn't explain it. And then it started to garner a lot of attention because these things kept happening and it got worse and worse and worse um, to the, for the children as time went on. Um, and so that... And I then... think if, you, if you've got a police officer coming out and saying there is a ghost there, yeah. then clearly that holds a lot of weight because a police, isn't, a police officer isn't going to put themselves on the line if they don't believe in it, are they? Because they, they, they're quite credible. Yeah, and you'd just look a bit silly as well, wouldn't you? I feel like you've got more to lose by saying, yeah, I think that was a ghost. Oh, 100%. And, like, you'd just be a joke in the office, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. Uh, I, can, I, can imagine, I can imagine there being a lot of banter and stuff like that in the police. Oh, here she comes. Yeah. See another ghost, have you? I know. Oh. That's it. Who ate my sandwich in the fridge? Was the poltergeist <laughs> again? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So that's, I, I just feel like she doesn't really have much of a reason to be putting herself out there like I, that, especially not at this stage either, when it wasn't like a big, huge thing Yeah, Especially not as a woman in a heavily dominated male industry. Yeah. In the in, in this time period. Like completely in the 70s, I mean. yeah, no way. Yeah. Um, so I think her sort of thing holds a lot of weight. Um, so this then attracted, like we said earlier, um, these paranormal investigations from the Society for Psychical Research. And this is where we meet Maurice and Guy, um, who spent a lot of time um, sort of just analysing the house. They would sleep there and things like that. Um, and they reported a lot of things. So some of the stuff that they reported was... Uh, whistling, barking noises, and a lot of these things would come from Janet's general direction. Um, so, like, either around her or a lot of the time it was her that was doing that. <laughs> I can hear some now. <laughs> Just me doing the foley in the background. Ruff, ruff, ruff. <laughs> I'm trying to set the mood here, Daniel. Oh, I love it, I love it. Um, and so he also, Playfair actually, uh, Guy Playfair wrote a book about this the following year in 1980 as well. And he said that it was an entity uh, that was to blame for the Enfield disturbances. Although he often did doubt the children and wondered if they were just exaggerating it a little bit. And this goes on to sort of um, summarise how Maurice and Guy actually felt. They did feel... And they've admitted to this that the kids like really sort of um, were very dramatic about it, and they were a little bit over the top and exaggerated things. Um, of course, they, they're going to be. Yeah. You ask a child a simple question, and they exaggerate it genuinely. That's what children do. Yeah, exactly. Um, but they did feel that there was an entity and a poltergeist there. It was just the kids were really playing it up, and ha- and especially Janet in particular. Oh, yes, she definitely was. <laughs> Maybe she was like... So my theory on this, and I talked about this on our last record, was I think some of these things were probably happening to her, but she couldn't really express or communicate what exactly was happening to her or how it made her feel. So when she was, it was more exaggerated. Maybe because she felt like people would take it more seriously if she exaggerated it, or maybe it was just a way to get people to take notice of what was happening. Yeah, yeah, potentially. And also, we didn't really touch on this just before, but 
the dad had left so that might have been something to do with like her needing that attention because obviously she was one of the older children she was the second eldest um and so she probably would have been feeling that a lot as well i, w- I would assume um because obviously they w- would have been going through a lot of changes at the time and then also to have a haunting it's quite a lot really for an 11 year old <laughs> yeah it is um <laughs> you sat on top of it oh god i know jesus christ so um where was it so uh pa- the paranormal investigators ed and lorraine warren who we know about they are american demonologists uh, they did come and visit the enfield house in 1978 and they left being completely convinced that the events were supernatural uh they didn't actually do anything about it though like there was no i'm not sure you know like how much work they actually did there they just went and were like yep that's a haunting <laughs> uh we're gonna leave now <laughs> Bye, children. <laughs> it just wasn't. Um, I don't know. It wasn't Oops, as epic as, as I thought. Yeah, it wasn't as epic as I thought it would be. I thought, oh, Ed and Lorraine Warren getting involved, but basically they went. They did their own little investigation, um, and then whatever they usually do, like with their exorcisms and stuff, obviously didn't work because it just carried on, and they just confirmed that it was supernatural. Um, and I think so, that the, yeah. the film. The film The Conjuring 2 makes their involvement a lot more than what it actually was. Oh, god, gotcha. Yeah, it makes it seem like they're there for a really, really long time when really it was Maurice and Guy, they were the ones who were there doing the work. The, the unsung heroes here. The unsung the heroes. And I've took the credit, but no. no they they were the ones who had to put up with these annoying kids being just annoying. <laughs> like, as well as ghosts. <laughs> No, thank you. Well communicated there, Danielle. Yeah, uh, being, you know, annoying. (laughs) (laughs) Like we said, it's half term and I'm an English teacher. I've had it up to here with speaking. (laughs) We are knackered. We are exhausted. We need to recuperate. So you're getting like hyped up, super exhausted, super tired teachers. Yeah, definitely. But... When we record this time next week, you'll get very chilled, very relaxed, very calm. Oh, yeah. Ready to take on another half-term Dean and Danny. Danny Oh, God, yeah. (laughs) Dean and Danny, Danny, Dean. Well, speaking about annoying kids, Janet was actually detected in trickery. Uh, So, a video camera in the room next door caught her bending spoons and attempting to bend an iron bar. So, that's clearly her, like, pretending to, you know, like hamming up again this poltergeist being able to do things um so again i think she was just being you know like dramatizing it so you know maurice and guy to their credit though they're the ones who are saying look we've caught janet doing this so for me i kind of i think i do kind of buy into what maurice and guy are saying because they are open and honest when janet was doing things they do say oh this is what we caught her doing and they both say that they know the kids were hamming it off and were, you know, like tricking them and things like that. But there were a lot of things that were unexplained that the kids just couldn't have done, like things being tossed across the room and, you know, like when the kids weren't even in the room and things like that. Um, or the kids levitating. Yes, or the kids levitating, which we will be talking about again in a minute. Um, so Maurice also observed Janet banging a broom handle on the ceiling and hiding his tape recorder. 
She's so cheeky. So cheeky. Oh, Janet. Oh, Janet. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it, Janet. <laughs> oh. And according to Playfair, one of Janet's voices, who was called Bill, displayed a habit of suddenly changing the topic. And that was also a habit that Janet had. As well as this, they said um, that Janet, well, the ghost of Bill spoke in a very limited vocabulary sometimes, which would sort of suggest that it is Janet's vocabulary. So he wouldn't speak as if he was an old man. He would just sort of sound like he was an old man. But that just means that Janet was, Janet was a good actress, really, doesn't it? Sound. She put a low voice on, look. Look, you ready? This is Dean. This is Go on. All right, darling, I'm an old man now. How you doing? <laughs> I'm a poltergeist. My name's Bill. Lived here for years. That was good. Oh, uh, I was completely like possessed. Oh, God. I don't know, know what happened. Oh, my God, there was a poltergeist here. Oh, Do you remember Jesus. last time we recorded this and something happened in your house? Scary. Oh, stop it, you know, because that was actually terrifying. So we were recording. We were recording this episode last week, and it was a hundred percent getting edited out because it was just a bit creepy. Uh, creepy. It was a bit creepy and a bit scary, um, and I didn't like it. But basically, we were watch. We were recording this, and like something dark just like flew past me, um, and then I just felt like a really like a tense kind of energy in the room. Uh, and, and I you didn't couldn't settle then, could you? And, yeah, no, I couldn't settle at all. I just wasn't feeling good. I spoke to you after the recording about it, and it just wasn't nice. It just was not pleasant at all. Um, but that sort of stuff always happens when we record like paranormal things, and specifically it, ghosts. Yeah, like if, when we record about aliens and stuff like that, it doesn't happen. It's only ever when we talk about the G word. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Ghosts. You can say it because you're not in the room with me. <laughs> <laughs> I summon all the ghosts in this house present. Oh, I'm only stop. joking. I don't. I go ghosts. Ghosts. I don't. I don't. Go away. Bye. <laughs> Thank you, but not today. Thank you, but not today. Yeah, I had to do a bit of that last week. So tell me more about the Warren case. Okay. Well, the Warren case. It's not really the Warren case. Um, <laughs> the Warren case in inverted commas. However, this character, um, Bill, that Janet spoke as, was actually a person that lived in the house previously. Um, they managed to track down his son, and apparently he did actually die in that house. Uh, so, I'm inclined to believe that his entity was real, and he was, you know, like, around sort of thing, and speaking to the kids and stuff like that. Do I think that he was possessing Janet? Probably not. I think Janet was maybe just... Um, I don't know. I think Janet was maybe just trying to get a bit more attention by saying she was him. But how did Janet know his name? And that that's my, that's my question Well, that's the you. thing. That's why I think he was probably actually a spirit in the house because that's how Janet was aware of him but I don't think he was possessing her because, I mean, you can go and listen to the recordings and stuff on YouTube um, because, fantastically, you know, Maurice and Guy, they were great and recorded absolutely everything, like, hours and hours. Oh, thanks, guys. Thanks, thanks. thanks. Um, Preserving the history. And you can watch it on YouTube as well, some of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it is, do you know, when you listen to them at first go... 
they are a little bit scary sometimes, I think. Um, then because... when you realise she's an 11 year old child that's faking it yeah. and probably would do really well in a GCSE in drama yeah I mean I can't she was just being a little shit wasn't she basically <gasps> Danny <laughs> I mean but I don't blame her because she was only 11 and she'd just, bit, she'd just gone through a big change in her family life and then all this with ghosts and stuff so I don't blame her Danielle, my parents got divorced and I never made up a poltergeist, thank you very much. Yeah, but did you have an actual poltergeist in your house? No, I just made up an alien abduction and scarred myself to make it real. I knew it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only really joking. I, I knew it. I, I, I wasn't actually abducted. Um, if you want to know what that's about, throw back to like episode two, um, our first Freaky Friday about aliens. Go listen oh, to it. Yeah. Oh, what a throwback. Danny, shall we take a break? Yeah, let's take a quick break to speak about this week's sponsor. I am obsessed. What are you obsessed with, Dean? It is. It's the Northern Sticker Company. Oh, I love them. And I love the sticker sheet sample they gave to us with all the little um, bitmojis. And they say, Danny says, oh, it's so Yeah, cute. they are incredible. Now, what I do need to point out here is we obviously are both teachers, as you know. So obviously when we order stickers from Northern Sticker Company, we get teacher-themed ones with our Bitmoji on. It'll say like, Danny says, you know, well done, or Miss Waldron says, well done. But you can also just get custom stickers for like a business that you've got. Um, so they'll like design them, or if you've got a logo and you just want it to be a sticker, you can get it printed as a sticker. You can literally get anything you want. Um it just in sticker form basically so they are perfect so that's northern I... sticker company on instagram and let them know that the folks here at curiously morbid podcast sent you yeah we did ah <laughs> uh, we're back did you have a nice break danny i had the best break ever oh what did you do I talked about the Northern Sticker Company. It was <laughs> Don't break the fourth wall. <laughs> uh, Danny, uh, breaking the fourth wall. Eh? I'm so good, aren't I? So good. I know. I'm um, keeping it real. You are. I feel like this is a little bit of a behind the curtain episode because we've already recorded it once. I know, yeah. It's a bit of a behind the curtain episode. We've done, we've done this before, edit. though. <laughs> yeah, we're refusing to edit, so there's going to be so many just annoying things in this one so sorry know, so please bear with us we're not always like this unprofessional but we just want to get this out to you so danny before we went for a break we talked about janet you had some very strong opinions on janet how we how are we now at the point of the levitation we yeah we can get to the to the levitation if you would like to um, so. <laughs> if, if that's what you would like to do you take it away honey <laughs> I've got a lot to say about these levitation photos. Go on. Um, if you haven't seen them, Google them now. Okay. The very um, the image of them is probably already engraved in your mind, and you've probably got them just through cultural reference. Like um, Janet is in like a red ninety, like a red nightgown, and it's yeah. the same in the Conjuring film, like as reference. And she is levitating, clearly levitating above her bed and there's a few <laughs> different versions of the photo where she's at different things it looks like her arms are being dragged up it looks like she's just pounced or leapt or jumped into the air but obviously not she's probably just been pulled up 
by the spirit poltergeist. Yeah. And her, uh, her her siblings in the bed watching her levitate are laughing at her and are, are that scared and that shocked that she's levitating. They are laughing in hysterics. And in one photo, her mum can be seen trying to, not trying to like grab her down and stop the demon from levitating her, but just <laughs> watching quietly. Well, that's the thing. And also, uh, you see um, the investigators in some of the photos as well, like Maurice and uh, Guy. And they're also just watching. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> fly, bitch, you fly. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, Janet, fly. It's just so weird. It's like, why is it, all in this girl's bedroom? It's very strange. It was wicked before because because she's she she was like, guys, I've learned how to levitate. You want to watch me levitate? And then she get they go upstairs to the bedroom and she starts jumping on the bed and yeah. like they they can't break it. So they're like, oh my god, yeah, you levitated. Do you know wow. like you do? Oh yeah. That exact that exact voice when you're like trying to like feign being impressed by a child like yeah. oh my god that was so good that was amazing it's, that's exactly what happened it spiraled out of control and suddenly these are in the paper and it's just levitating yeah pretty much what do you think it, it looks like she is just jumping off the bed it doesn't it look like, like she's that, levitating Danielle, because that's what she's doing yeah exactly it doesn't look like she, when you think of someone who is levitating. You think of them being like horizontal, don't you? And like, you know, like being like lifted. Ma- like magician levitating. Yeah, like magician levitating. Or that they'd just be like straight being lifted up, you know, like being like abducted by an alien sort of like beam or whatever. But Like she... I was abducted. Yes, like you were abducted. But she's just, she's clearly just jumping off the bed. I don't understand why they thought these photos would be good evidence evidence they're really not because she's jumping off the bed she is literally just like, jumping off the bed even her like body language is like saying i've just jumped off the bed like her arms are in the air and her like legs are like in a springy position yeah it's oh it's just strange it's really really if strange. anything this makes me believe it less hmm I'm very, very sceptical about this, Danny. Yeah, and this is... I, I absolutely don't believe... This is where my scepticism really comes out about this case. Because the... It's just so clear that she's just jumping off the bed. I don't understand why Maurice and Guy... Even say... Okay, let's say this is true. And she, this is just the way she's being lifted um, to levitate by this ghost what it just doesn't look real so if i was maurice and guy i'd be like you know what let's just let's put a pin in these we'll keep these for our records but we're not going to tell anyone about this because it's going to make us look really stupid yeah or you'd ask the poltergeist to make it look more ghosty (laughs) um excuse me do you mind just making this look a little bit more ghosty please thank you like whenever whenever i uh, i think about these pictures like as part of the case, I think she is gonna like be like, like hovering, hovering somewhere, like, like floating. But she's not. She's jumping. Yeah, exactly. It just, it's. Uh, yeah, I can't. Like, but I don't know what what happens. Like, whenever ever like like obviously we when we first started looking at this case, in my head I would I imagine that she was 
like hovering somewhere and i don't know whether it's because the conjuring film when it shows her levitating it does show her levitating in the classic way that you think she would levitate yeah well yeah of course because why would your legs be bent like that <laughs> it doesn't make any sense no so that that just shows how like what is real in our minds and what is what is the film do you know what i mean yeah yeah hmm very strange very strange but yeah so all this was going on and like we said there was a lot of people who did not believe this um so we're going to go through some of the skeptical um interpretations of this now yes (laughs) so there was an american magician called milbourne christopher and he briefly went and investigated but he failed to observe anything that could be called paranormal and he was actually like really quite disappointed by this and he just felt that all the subs- all any suspicious activity that was going on was because of Janet like he just was like no it's her doing that sort of stuff um and he said this is a quote from him that the poltergeist that the poltergeist was nothing more than the antics of a little girl who wanted to cause trouble and who was very very clever so that was his sort of take on Janet um and then eventually, ventriloquist Ray Allen actually visited the house and concluded that Janet's male voices were just simply vocal tricks. Um, and so that's like obviously a trained professional ventriloquist, isn't it? So, and that's what their take is. So I don't know. Well, I just... I don't, I, I don't think it needs a, 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 a ventriloquist to tell us she's putting on her voice. yeah i suppose so but there was also other um people as well who were talking about the photographs so these some more criticisms so another skeptic called joel nickel um he examined the findings of obviously the paranormal investigators um and he kind of noticed um that the photographer actually wasn't present in the room with the girls so those photos were like on a controlled still camera so that they went like whoever was taking the pictures for these levitations wasn't actually in the room so it was a bit they only had the word of these very close to the case investigators and the girls um that they kind of had to rely on so it just seemed a bit weird um, How did they have a camera like that in the seventies? I know. Well, apparently, apparently, it was time to take a picture every fifteen seconds. So that's quite a long time to like adjust and do a new pose, I suppose, isn't it? Um, no, it's about the right amount of time to jump, then land, and then jump and jump again. again. Well, yeah, exactly. Posing for a new picture, isn't it? So it's like, oh, it's a bit strange. Um, but that must that camera must have had a lot of film in it (laughs) it must have to be fair um because i used to have those disposable cameras that had 18 shots on and you had to be very careful (laughs) as to what you took pictures oh god you didn't want to waste one of your shots no you didn't i remember that i used to be like that that like that of my polaroid camera because the film was expensive i was like do not take a picture of crap um (laughs) i used to go mad if anyone tried to get a picture of something with that wasn't mine i was like nope um but uh, there was another investigator as well and he said that those photos were example of just common gymnastics and it was worth remembering that janet was a school sports champion and so apparently she was sporty and she was good at sports so 
I am not sporting. <laughs> I could jump off a bed like that, I, even I with my back. I thought surely an eleven-year-old girl can. You do not need to be a gymnast to jump off that's your bed. That's literally what I. That's exactly the same. What I was thinking. I was thinking uh, I could very easily jump off a bed like that even now. So I think he was being a bit dramatic. Like I think he was on like the very hard side of skepticism. Like he was just trying to say anything basically, um, because yeah, I think that was him just being a little bit dramatic. But to bring us back to Ed, yeah, to bring us back to Ed Warren, um, he actually said um, that these inc- like that the girls were notorious uh, for exaggerating and making up incidences in such cases, um, and because they'd exaggerate that sometimes in a case that was just a simple haunting, it could turn into a demonic possession because that they were like taunting and winding up the ghosts. Um, or something like that. So that's that was his take on it. He believed that it was true, because the girls were sort of making a mockery of them, and so that the so that possessions were real. Um, uh, that's clever, isn't it? Because he's admitting that yes, they were faking it at the start, but then it actually wound up the real ghost, and now it's real. So that's a clever way to do it. That is a very clever take on it, isn't it? So he's like, and that's what he's all about. He's all about demonic possession, isn't he? So. And he's all about being a spin doctor. Exactly, exactly. Um, so there's there's loads of these sort of things. There's a lot more people who don't believe in it that do believe in it. However, there's been tons of stuff in popular culture about it. There's been like mockumentaries about it. There's been like little series about it. There's been interviews with them. Um, there's been like things on ghost stories. Uh, there was a Sky TV series about five years ago, just called the Enfield Haunting. Obviously, the big one, The Conjuring Two, was made about it. Um, and there was also a BBC Radio Four program as well, and that was only two years ago. So, considering so many people just debunk this, it gets a hell of a lot of attention. They must be rich. Janet must be rich. <laughs> Jan- I wonder if she gets money for it. I don't know if she'll get money for it. But, she must just to, to tell their story and to use her name and yeah. things. And this, but there is a little bit of a sad sort of twist to this. So like a year or so after, um, Janet was actually admitted to a psychiatric hospital where she spent some time. So she clearly, there were problems there. Like something was good. Like this affected her massively. Um, and she spent some time there and she was actually given like electric shock therapy um, which obviously is so barbaric and, is like, that just... even legal? yeah apparently yeah oh, um, no. ob- obviously not now but then yeah um, in, the 80s, in the 70s 80s that wasn't that far long ago I know I know it's crazy um, and so I do feel sorry for her in that case because clearly you know she went through a, a pretty traumatic time and I think I, I'm definitely in the camp of I think this was a little bit real. I don't think that like the possessions and stuff were. I'm not like on on par with Ed Warren. I do think that maybe there was a bit of you know activity going on because I just don't understand how Janet would know about Bill and like the kids would know about him and like there's so many witnesses like over thirty witnesses that were like yeah we've seen stuff move we've seen this we've seen that. You know, there were neighbours that went in at first before the police, you know, like the, the builder next door and stuff like that to go and, like, help this single mum out. And even they were too scared and they'd leave and stuff like that. There's tons and tons of stories that you can read up on about this. 
Um, so I think there's a bit of truth to it, but I do think the kids like massively exaggerated it. Oh, 100%. I'm the opposite belief of you. I think this was all 100% made up and fabricated. Like, the only thing, the only sticking point is the name, but that could be easily explained. Like, maybe his post was still going to the house. I don't know, because it was quite some time. It wasn't like he was the previous owner. He was the owner, like, 30 years before. It was a long time. But, you know, sometimes you just get a random bit of post of the house. Well, <laughs> they're like, who is that? And then Janet's like, oh, my God, it's the ghost. It's possessing me. Watch <laughs> me jump off a bed. Watch me leap. Watch me fly. Watch me levitate. <laughs> yeah, and I suppose, I think, I suppose I, the only other strange... Yeah, I suppose the only other strange thing as well is that no one that's lived there since has reported anything like that happening. Um, so obviously if it was the place that was haunted you would expect that to be something that they'd report on Um, or if it was the people that were haunted you'd kind of expect that to still be going on now Um, unless like they did do an exorcism or something and it's just not known about but obviously I would unless it's all just lies and Nelly yeah that's what I was thinking yeah but I don't know I think maybe there was a little bit of truth to it or I don't know I'm not sure well, let us know what you think by reaching out to us on all our social medias at Curiously Morbid, or you can subscribe to our Patreon and ha- join in the discussion there, where we release new and exclusive content every single week. Um, yeah, we want to know what you think, don't we, Danny? Oh, 100%. I love it. I love knowing what people think. It's the best. And I, I, if Janet's listening to this, Janet, I'm sorry that I've been a bit nasty towards you, but I do think you're large. Come on, you're welcome onto the pod to have a debate. <laughs> Come on to the podcast. That's the interesting thing with these two cases that we've just recently done. Both of the people that like it's it's based around are still around today and stuff like that in the UK. Um, so it's a bit it's it's an odd one, isn't it? It's strange, but yeah. So join us for our next episode of Curiously Morbid, where we'll be interviewing Janet. <laughs> Shut up. When she's going to talk to us about her gymnastic abilities. Oh, and how how she was a school sports champion and stuff like that. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. That person was obviously just had some bloody... Do you know what would be hilarious if we got Janet onto the podcast, but just did not mention the poltergeist at all, and just interviewed her about her her sports personship? Yeah, just about how athletic she was. Yeah, that'd be funny. Um, so would you say you could like perform like aerial stunts? <laughs> oh, it would be interesting to be fair to get a take on it now. Um, there are some kind of recent interviews from a few years ago with her that you can look at, um, and she does even recognise herself. You know that she did dramatise some things, but she also states that there was a haunting. But some of it, you know, like she was being a bit dramatic about and things like that. And she acknowledges like her mental health at the time and things like that as well. Um, so if you do want to go and like get her sort of side and version of things, um, again, just go on YouTube. Do it yourself. I'm not doing it. Yeah, well, it's not our job. <laughs> you don't pay us to do that. <laughs> Unless you subscribe to the Patreon, which we will be more than happy. We will to be go more than that happy. Information yeah. Out for you. yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you want, yeah, we will do it. Just, you know subscribe to the pates danny this is a podcast that's correct it is a podcast 
And podcasts must end. They must. All podcasts that, come to an end. Because that's how it works. Sorry, we can't be here talking to you all the time, so we're going to end this podcast now. Yes. Danny, what's our next case about? Our next case? Well, it's about clown. It was supposed to be about clowns, multiple. However, we are focusing on one specific case, and this is the case of marlene warren which is a bit strange isn't it because oh, warren. warren warren yeah i know so um it's a case about her and what happened when a clown came into her life and so it's very it's very spooky and that would be available on whatever day we see to use fit <laughs> until we Depends catch on yeah <laughs> hopefully very so soon will, next week it will be it will be available at some point in the next couple of days yes and we'll okay, hope to see you there. In, yeah, please, we'll see you there. In the meantime, stay curious, stay morbid. This has been an Audio Bear production, and our theme tune has been Half Mystery by Kevin McLeod. Yes, McLeod lad. <laughs> see, we changed it. You weren't expecting that, were you? Woo! <laughs> 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 we got yous! <laughs> You've been tangoed! Bye! <laughs>